You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Here's the thing that nobody teaches us at school unless you went and studied psychology. (laughs) So y'all who studied psychology, you'll know this, but I want to talk through this concept that I only learned about a few years ago, and I keep coming back to it again and again and again. And it's so fascinating to me. Like, it is so trippy to really think about the fact that you have thoughts about yourself, which when I say that, you know that intellectually. And most of the time, most of us are like, yes, I have a lot of thoughts about myself, but most of them are not positive. But this is what's so interesting and at the root of the, I feel like a fraud, I'm a total imposter, I don't know what I'm doing, this feels uncomfortable, this feels awkward. But in the world of studying the humans and the fact that we can think about what we're thinking about, there is a concept that is called your self-concept. And it is exactly what it sounds, it's nothing more complicated than how you see yourself. But it is not something that we're ever taught, and we're not even taught the idea of intentional identity creation. What? (laughs) But the notion of your self-concept is quite literally the combination of your behaviors, abilities, and unique characteristics. For example, you might think of yourself or you might describe yourself as a good friend, I am a kind person as some part of your overall self-concept. It is so intrinsically tied into your self-perception and it is so incredibly important because as the world of psychology will explain to us, it affects your motivations, attitudes, and your behaviors. It also affects how you feel about the person you think you are, including whether or whether or not you are competent and capable. Your self-concept tends to be more malleable when you're younger and still going through the process of self-discovery and identity formation. 100% that's true for so many of us. But as we age and we learn who we are and what's important to us, your self-concepts become even more detailed and organized. And we lose sight of the fact that we can shift our own self-concept. It is so fascinating that your self-concept is totally, absolutely, 100% changeable at any point in time. If we think about that notion of going on holidays, like the freedom that people experience when they're like, I'm going to go to a totally foreign land and completely reinvent myself. That idea that like we often feel that change is only possible when we change our environment. And absolutely, that is totally true, right? It is very easy or we give ourselves permission to more effortlessly change our self-concept when we change our environment because our brain has something visible to respond to, right? Anytime we ever got like a promotion and we would go and then buy like the next outfit so that we could fit the identity that we wanted to create at our next job. 
anytime we went from like elementary school to high school, high school to university, university to then going to work, like the identity that you intentionally craft when you go and get your hair done, when you go shopping, when you think about the kind of car that you want to drive. It's so interesting if we think about the fact that our identity is actually just the culminations of the decisions that we've made. And then because we are human beings with a human brain and our brain is programmed for efficiency, our brain is going to want to go out of its way to continue to reinforce the same behaviors that it's always had. So it's kind of like one day if you decided you no longer wanted to be vegan and you were just going to go have some crazy, I don't know, all meat-a-thon your brain would have a lot of protest to that. It would come up with a lot of reasons as to why not to do that. But it is readily available to you if you decide that that's what you want to do. Like it's so fun to explore this idea of is your concept of yourself something that you feel like you can change? And when we think about the idea of either scaling our flower businesses to the next level or making the complete shift to only do weddings because we've just been doing daily flower deliveries or we're going to stop doing weddings or we're going to open a shop or we're going to close a shop or you're going to launch a flower school. This idea of who do you need to become in order to make that happen? What behaviors, habits, routines, Do you need to create on purpose in order for you to see yourself in that position? And when we think through this experience, like, yes, every time our business reaches a new level, anytime we're making big changes in our business, anytime we're making changes in our life, we're going through an identity shift. And we are even shifting our own concept of ourselves. But that thought of like, I feel like a fraud or I feel like an imposter. It's like, yes, that is the result of change. And it's the result of your brain really not wanting to go through change. Because your human brain, as it is programmed, is to keep you safe. It wants to make sure that you do not do anything that might put you in danger. You shifting your self-concept feels like you're putting yourself in danger. What happens in so many cases, though, is we think and we look outside of ourselves thinking, if I change my circumstances, then I will automatically feel more confident. Once I finish my qualifications, once I open up that second shop front, if I had more Instagram followers, if I could get published in that magazine, even once I get the first class of my flower school sold out, then I won't feel like such a fraud. The reason that the imposter syndrome starts to fade is simply because you've developed the behavior of somebody who runs a flower school. (laughs) Like it's actually very straightforward, but we all talk ourselves out of taking action because it doesn't feel positive. doesn't feel right. You don't feel ready. This feels scary. And we're conditioned to believe that if it doesn't feel good, we should stop. This idea that like we're supposed to feel ready or like one day I'll finally wake up and once I feel ready, once I feel more confident, then I'll say yes. Once I feel more confident, then yes, I'll raise my minimum. Once I feel more confident, then yes, I'll raise my prices. But what if, what if you could create that confidence by raising your prices? 
What if you create the confidence? What if you create the feeling of being ready by taking action? And this idea of thinking about like, who do I need to become in order to make that happen? Who do I need to become in order to pull myself out of the day-to-day of my flower business? Who do I need to become in order to hire a manager in my business? Who do I need to become in order to feel like I can get my team to put the wholesale orders in, that I could get my team to manage some of this last minute panic, that I could get my team to do this or I could get my team to do that? Who do I need to become in order to be okay letting go of some of the day-to-day tasks? And it's really, really fascinating work. And it's a totally different concept than any of us are traditionally thinking about our own identity. I remember reading this book, and it's probably one of my most favorite books of all time, and it's called Personality Isn't Permanent. I think the author's name is Benjamin Hardy. Anyway, awesome, awesome book. If you're at all interested in the concept of intentional identity creation, Personality Isn't Permanent is two thumbs up for sure. But this idea of when we do all those personality tests, right? If you take the Enneagram test or the, what is it? The INTJ, I don't even know anymore. There's so many personality tests. Do you remember that in like the 80s and 90s when we were reading the magazines and they'd have all those like quizzes and personality tests in there? (laughs) And even the idea, like for those of you guys who are into like astrological signs and human design, it's like we're almost always looking for validation that however we are, whatever box these different tests and categories put us into, we're always looking for validation that we are not broken, that there are other people who think the way that we do and that we're looking for kind of like a category to be put into. But what about the idea of thinking about like, what category do I want to put myself into? Even the idea just come with me for a second. (laughs) But even the idea of deciding if you want it to be an introvert or an extrovert, because you could decide, like, this is so fun. Can we just like trip out on being a human being for half of a second? This will blow your brain up. So many of us, right? It's like, okay, well, we've been categorized as an introvert. Therefore, I am going to continue to lean into my introverted habits. I know that when I'm an introvert, that means I get my recharge, I get my energy refreshed from not being around other people. So therefore, I'm going to continue to refresh my energy by not being around other people. But what if it's possible that you could decide you wanted to learn how to get your energy by being around other people? What if it's just a new habit to create? What if it's just a new skill to learn? And that is what I love about this work is we want to keep ourselves safe. We want to keep ourselves in a box. We want to stay in the cave and we want to wake up tomorrow and do exactly the same thing that we've always done before. Except on the flip side of our ambition is drive, motivation, and our pre-programmed, like in our DNA, desire to evolve. So we can choose to stay where we are and continue to live through the identity that we have right now, or we could choose to explore creating a whole new identity. 
in the corporate world, for those of you guys who have ever had a fancy corporate job, you might have heard that saying of dress for the job that you want. And these little day-to-day behaviors, right? If you have ever dug into any of the like people who talk about building habits and the simplicity and how we have to make it easy for ourselves, but in the corporate world, right? That idea of like you dress for the job that you want. So you always dressed with a more ambitious personality in mind. And it's exactly the same thing for your business. If we go to like a totally different idea, and let's say that you're a violinist. I have no idea why that just came to mind. (laughs) But let's say you play the violin and you have a dream to try out for something like the Berlin Philharmonic. You don't go and try out and then start practicing. You commit to the fact that this is what I want to do. My goal, my dream is to play the violin in the Berlin Philharmonic. So then you step into the identity of somebody who is playing in the Berlin Philharmonic and you recognize how many hours in a day those guys are practicing. So then you just decide that you're practicing that much too. We have to flip this whole thing on its head. We have to adopt the behaviors first. We have to act as if first, and then the result will come. We don't get the result and then start playing the part. The rule around it takes 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours, and you're going to audition, I don't know what, let's just say 10 times. Let's say your goal is you're going to audition for the Berlin Philharmonic 10 times. That's how committed you are to making this happen. Same thing with the Olympic athletes. They're not like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the Olympics and then I'm going to start showing up like an Olympic athlete. (laughs) Do you imagine how fun that would be? I'm like, yes, I'm going to go to the Olympics. I'm going to win the 100 meter race and then I'm going to start practice running. (laughs) It's like, but that is literally how we are taught to make things happen right? And then people give you excuses like it's all based on luck. When in actual fact, it's like, no, just wait just a hot minute. We have to decide who we need to become and then embrace the discomfort of becoming that person. If we're going to show up today, our goal is to step into the persona of becoming the person who runs the business that we want to have. You want to run the million dollar business, you start practicing today being a million dollar business owner. And yes, we're going to fall down. Yes, we're absolutely going to fall on our faces. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have hiccups. It's never going to go to plan. That's totally fine. And it's going to feel barfy. It's going to feel new. You're not going to be good at stuff. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get irritated, but you're so committed to this goal that you're going to make it happen. So often for us as human beings, it's like, then the fear comes up and the doubt comes up and like, oh, okay, I guess that's a sign. This is not meant for me. (laughs) No, this idea that we're going to commit to who we want to become and embrace the discomfort of shifting our self concept. It's like, instead of hitting the panic button, knowing that this is going to feel uncomfortable. 
And I feel this a lot, like as I think about growing our team, as I think about employing more people, it feels icky. (laughs) It doesn't come naturally to me. It's not something that's like, oh, well, this is easy. It's like, no, I have to go through my own shift in self-concept of being okay, letting things go, being okay, being a leader of people, being okay, asking for help, (laughs) being okay, understanding that there are some things that I love spending my time on, but I just know it's not the best use for this business and it's not the best use for my team. And I have to go through that because I am so committed to this cause and I am so committed to this mission. And it's so helpful to know sometimes when your business is going to the next level, the only thing that needs to change is how you see yourself. How you see yourself then impacts how you decide to show up on the day. Knowing that every action you take in your day is just the direct result of a decision that you've made. And in many cases, we're not even aware that those decisions are even conscious. But knowing it's like, okay, I always have a choice. If nothing outside of me needs to change, I do not need permission. I do not need endorsement from anybody else. And I do not need somebody to come along and give me the A-OK that we can move forward if I don't need anything outside of me to change. And all that I have to do is shift my own thinking and shift my own perception of myself It's so helpful to know that this is the actual work of running a business because our personal development work is never done because the results that you are creating in your business right now is the response to all the actions you've taken in the past. And it's so helpful. I find it so freeing and so empowering to remember that if I want a different result in this business, then I get to take different actions. I get to try new stuff. I get to experiment and I get to play around and see what sticks. Knowing I get to just pay attention to what's working, change what's not, and tomorrow I'm going to keep showing up and trying again. If we know it takes 10,000 hours to get good at something, I am committing to the next version of myself for 10,000 hours. I'm not going to give up when shit gets hard. I'm not going to give up when I think, okay, well, this doesn't feel good. This feels new. I'm not naturally gifted at these skills. I'm definitely not going to give up if things aren't working. The easiest shortcut I have found for this is the concept of pretending that you are somebody else. (laughs) so crazy, right? Like this is what I love about the human brain and being a creative and having an imagination. Isn't it so insane to think about this? You could imagine that you are Oprah Winfrey. You could imagine that you're Brad Pitt. You could imagine, I don't even know who, right? Whoever it is that you admire or very specifically, like who is it that you know would just come in, kick some ass, take some names, make things happen. And you just know that they would have like no drama, no problem sorting through whatever the challenge is in front of you. 
We all have those people, whether they're characters from TV shows, whether they're real life people in your own life, somebody from a book, somebody that you just admire on social media. Like we all have those people that we look up to. You can literally privilege of being a human, but you can literally close your eyes and imagine that you are that person and think about how they would tackle this specific scenario right now. Somebody else could come in and manage this situation. What would they do? And in order for them to take those actions, how would they feel? And in order for them to feel that way, what would they be thinking? This is like such a magic shortcut because then all you need to do is start thinking that way. Like if every concept and every idea, every action is available to us, and all you need to do is start thinking in a slightly different perspective, you will then create a different energy in your body and you will literally take different action. This is one of my favorite like mindset hacks. Anytime you feel like that imposter syndrome, you feel like a fraud, you feel like I don't know what I'm doing, you're second guessing yourself, you're not quite sure what path to take next. Anytime you feel that hesitation, one, know that it's completely normal. <laughs> like this is the sign and the experience of being a human. You're programmed to evolve. And so much of that is shifting our own self-concept. But it's so easy for us to be blinded by these ideas. It's so easy for us to not even be able to see our own blind spots. And I was on a call this morning with my coach and it's just like, holy crap. Like I said to her, I was like, I feel like you just shook up my entire brain and you actually just told me that the earth is square. Because <laughs> I was so convinced, so convinced that my perspective was the perspective. Like I was so convinced that it was absolute pure fact. <laughs> she was like, what are you even talking about? That is just one interpretation of the situation. And I had to get her to tease it apart and I had to get her to explain it to me. And then it just like clicked and my brain was like, wow. Like it is so powerful, the exercise of coaching and having another human being help you see what's inside of your own head. Because we all have blind spots. We all have stories that we like to tell ourselves. We all have perceptions of ourselves. And we all have a very, sometimes, you know, we're holding on to our own self-concept very, very strongly. And at the same time, we're frustrated because we're not creating the result that we want to create. But learning how to shift your self-concept and create an identity on purpose. So the shortcut of really thinking about, okay, so this other person that you might be imagining how might they navigate this situation? And what is the predominant emotion that's driving that action? And what are they thinking that's creating that emotion? This exercise will blow your mind because all you have to do is start to think that exact same thing. And this idea of going, okay, so if Oprah was going to show up here, she would probably just start telling people what to do. And for me, I think that if she's going to tell people what to do, there's going to be a feeling of authority. And this idea of then brainstorming thoughts that can create the feeling of authority. And it might even be as something as simple as, I can figure this out. I got this. The people want to be told what to do. <laughs> 
because that's true. The people do want to be told what to do. But this idea of going, you can come up with a whole long list of thoughts that could create the feeling of authority. And then you get yourself into that space and you go, yeah, okay. So all I need to do is tell the people what to do. And it doesn't even need to be right on the first time because I'm just going to keep coming back and we're going to come up with more ideas. And what about this? And what about that? And then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. But instead of just accepting either your personality as a fixed entity or your being as something that's never, ever, ever going to change. If you think back to just a few years ago, or if we even like go way back to, I don't know, let's say you're like eight years old. And what were the things that you loved that you were eight years old, right? This idea of going, wow, like, what is it that, where did your world kind of circle around? What was really important to you when you were eight years old? What were you obsessed with? Like, what what could we not get enough with? And then we fast forward like 30 years. (laughs) That's how much you've changed and grown as a human. And you can do it in a very intentional way. You can do it on purpose. It's so helpful because in order for you to create a different result in your business, you're going to have to try new things. That will require a level of discomfort. But knowing you are programmed to evolve, that is your DNA as a human being, and you can practice putting on the persona of a totally different person you can create a brand new self-concept. And you do not need to have a bigger team. You don't need to have a better shop front. You don't need to have more qualifications. You don't have to go to another workshop. You don't have to do anything in order to give yourself permission to shift your own identity. It's so helpful to know that your concept of yourself is allowed to change. And that's what I love about this work and really understanding the science of the human brain and how much we can actually use it to our advantage. It's so helpful. So your mission this week, your homework this week is to really think about who you want to become. Who do you want to become on purpose? And then start practicing becoming that person. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel a little bit like I've just put on a sweater that's too fancy for me. (laughs) But that's okay. Always remember, you can look to inspiration for people that you really admire. People who have the characteristics that you admire that you're like, they're going to come into this situation, they're going to kick ass. Always knowing you can borrow belief from them. This is one of my favorite shortcuts. Anytime you feel like you're at that crossroads of imposter syndrome, I feel like a fraud, all of it. It is so powerful. So my friends, go out there, create your next identity on purpose, remembering that every new day is a new opportunity to become a better version of yourself. Okay, my friends, drive safe, drink your water, eat your vegetables, get some sleep, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.